0: starting a new uh, episode in uh, the podcast of Starting with Chet, Lesson 8 of We're going to do um, 4 today, 8, 9, 10, and 11 awesome ideas, very different, and uh, let's hop directly into them, because they're all very deep. Simon Khet, de when one studies or learns words, of or subjects dealing with uh, tragedy, uh, punishment, stuff that are like tragic, for example, if a person studies the laws of Avelut mourning, and obviously there's other things, Things that aren't very positive. In the, a person shouldn't delve too deeply there. He shouldn't analyze too, quickly, too, uh, too much there. Because one doesn't need to delve into these thoughts. Uh, doesn't, one doesn't need to deepen his thoughts in these places. Um, one doesn't need to put profound thoughts into these places. <clears throat> because thoughts. Have a very great power. is brought down in many different places throughout uh, the writings of Rabbanu and Look at Lesson 193 over there. Uh, that, wherever a person's thoughts are, that's where he is. As we also know in the Kuzari, Rabbanu brings it down to Rachav Aleph yaditiv hayitiv If you know Him, you are Him. Speaking about Hashem If you know Hashem, you are a God you are part of Him. The second you have that the second you have knowledge and consciousness of God, you are part of Hashem, you are encompassed within His oneness, His infiniteness It's an incredible thing to say but it's a very hard thing to attain because the thought to control the thought is not, is, not, is not easy Thoughts have very great power, very great strength. Wherever you are in your thoughts, that's where you are Wherever your mind is, that's where you presently are so, Rabbanu says in Sikhotaran, he says the, the thought is the highest place on a person's body. And by default, that is the highest faculty of a person. So, we can imagine what it can do. Therefore, if you delve too deeply into these places of tragedy, God forbid it can bring about things that we don't want to hear of. Therefore, a person needs to traverse these places very quickly and not delve too deeply. And a lot of people don't understand this. There's many yeshivot that they, that they put the uh, beiyun on subjects that are uh, of a tragedy like this, and getin uh, and all these things that uh, they go very, very. They they can go on it for for months at a time. The same page, it's um, something Rabbanu wouldn't uh, wouldn't want. Look at uh, what do you call it? There's a beautiful story also the the Chavetz Chaim. I believe it's the Chavetz Chaim if I'm not mistaken that the Chafetz Chaim um, was hearing in his community about many divorces that were happening. And he was shocked why so many divorces were happening at a certain time period. And he began to realize that actually it was because of him. <laughs> why? Because he had started studying Hilchot Gitin, Masechet Gitin. He started studying the Tractate Gitin in the Gemara. And the Tractate Gitin, which literally means the Tractate of Divorces, it's a study about, uh, what do you call it? About the laws of divorce about gets and stuff like that all these things so the khafetz chaim realized that because he was analyzing and deeply studying this mas- this masechta this uh this tractate of Gitin, he began studying the masechet Kiddushin deeply and he saw that many of these divorces ended up resulting in uh, uh remarrying uh, remarrying and the couples that had uh, essentially um uh, fought um ended up getting back together uh, a beautiful story that Essentially highlights this idea. Simantet. In the name of the holy bar may his memory be blessing. We do not give a knife as a gift. Meaning a person shouldn't give his friend a gift of a knife. Don't give your um or friend uh, let's say you want to give it a gift for Shabbat or whatever, don't give a knife as a gift. Um we know that it ends up resulting in at opposition and uh, breaks, uh, uh, breaks relationships and stuff like that. Very deep stuff that I can't get into because who knows the secret of the Baal but I'm sure there's more to it. But because this uh, podcast isn't a podcast in-depth, it's a quick Biki podcast. We can't hop too much into it and analyze this too much. Uh, Siman Yud. The wicked people are filled with regrets. And they do not know at all what is regret. Rabban is going to explain. Look at the chidush was is tying. It's an insane idea. And this gives us an unbelievable understanding of how to work with people who are far. Especially with ourselves because we are those people. This in itself, meaning what? That they overpowered their wicked nature that they give more strength to their wickedness and they do they sub they suppress the good within these, uh, within themselves that in itself is their regret Rabbanu is going to explain how wicked people the fact that they get more wicked is proof of the fact of that they actually have regret the desire that they want to have more wickedness is proof of their regret that because they it enters their mind to regret over the bad things that they did. Therefore, they overpower these thoughts and they, they go more wicked. And they do more wicked things. Because essentially that, that thought of regret is telling them to come back to the holy path. And they feel it and they know it. But because they don't have the strength to come back to the holy path, what do they essentially do? They overpower themselves of wickedness to suppress that thought of, uh, that thought of regret. Why? Because they know that thought of regret is killing them. So they don't want to think of the thought of regret. They just do more wicked things to suppress it because they know that if they continue doing it with the thought of regret, they'll eventually come back towards holiness. But they don't, they don't have the strength. So they decide, okay, I'm going to push that thought of regret down and essentially do more wicked things. But Rabbanu is saying that just proves the fact that they actually really feel regret. <laughs> Rabenu gives us a parable. It's like two people fighting against one another. When a, a person sees that his friend is, is beating him in the fight, he wants to overpower and use all his last strength to try to win the battle. So when he's down, he uses all the strength he can, and then he overpowers his friend. The same is true with regard to evil. When the evil within a person sees that the good is trying to awaken itself, Therefore, it awakens and overpowers, it uses all its strength against the good, and then it overpowers the good. And then it understands this well. Rabbeinu was saying an awesome secret here. When you do something bad, the good reminds you. And it's telling you, don't go there. And because you're already in a bad, it's very difficult for you to get out. Either there's one option. Either you suppress the evil and you come back towards holiness, or you suppress the good and you do more evil. And that's the only way to get rid of those regrets, because the regrets are painful to deal with. And this is a very big principle, secret in Avodat Hashem serving God. Even to other people, to each and every person according to his level. The more a person wants to enter the, the service of doing God's work, the more you want to do holiness, the more the evil inclination attacks you we already explained this in another lesson look in Likuta lesson 72 also Likuta uh, Moran Tinyana lesson 48 a very special lesson over there about encouraging oneself a person needs to be intelligent about this you'll fight him with strategy as brought down in the language of Kohelet now you'll be able to fight the Yetzirah with strategy with plots with intelligence to overpower the evil every single time it tries to, to rise itself, to, to rise um, upon you. tells us, happy is he who wins this war. Happy is he who is victorious in this battle. Siman Yud Aleph, the last one for today. rabenu gives us, he starts this siman with gratitude to Hashem. Happy are we that Hashem it has done good with us, that we merited, and that He gave us the holiness of the Judaism. V'amar and he says, Rabenu said, sheishlo simchag dolar shezachal yod be'aretz Israel. Rabenu said that he had an awesome joy for the fact that he merited to walk in Eretz Israel, that he merited to be in the land of Israel. Ki kama men yod v'kama b'bolim machshavot m'archavot v'kama ikuvim esich suchim ayulo al yinana nesial le'aretz Israel men mechamat mamon. Because how many obstacles? How many confusions? How many thoughts? How many, um, preventing, uh, prevent, uh, how many, uh, what do you call, obstructions? How many frustrations that Rabenu had uh, on this journey towards the Land of Israel? How many obstacles Rabenu had with regard to money as well? <inaudible> Rabenu jumped over all the obstacles. <inaudible> and he finished the task completely because Rabenu says a true Jew doesn't stop at the obstacle. Yes, even though there's an unavoidable circumstance before you, it's considered as if you did it even though you step back and you retreat. Because who can overcome such an unavoidable circumstance? But Rabbanu says, for a true Jew who really wants holiness, there's no excuse. Not even an honest, not even not even an unavoidable circumstance is an excuse. Not even a crazy circumstance in your way is an excuse, preventing you from getting to your desired object, your holy, your holy goal. You must finish the task, and that's a true Jew. That's an Ishi Israeli. Israel means why was Yaakov called Israel? Because he fought with his angel. He fought with the angel of his son. Simply what? Simply because that for a Jew to come close to Hashemit barach, you need to finish the task. And you need to finish it until nothing is left. So we say about Rabenu that he finished the task completely and he was in Eret Israel. Rabenu said like this This I believe with full faith. And I also know a lot with regard to this. What, what, what about? Now Rabbeinu is going to explain. That all the movements, all the thoughts, all the acts of devotion that a person does with regard to any holy service, not a movement, not one single thought is ever lost. Hashem takes account of every single thought Rabbanu teaches us that even if a person does Teshuvah for a little bit and then goes back to his evil ways that moment is still precious before Hashem meaning just because right now you might not be the best person doesn't mean that you still don't have a lot of mitzvot and masim tovim and that's what a person needs to hear to understand that actually Hashem wants him that he's still precious in God's eyes not a single thought or act is ever lost Ur kol But Rabbanu says, when a person specifically merits to break all the obstacles, that means what? To finish the act in holiness, meaning to seal the deal. It doesn't mean that when you go try to give tzedakah and you don't have money in your pocket, that you stop there. It means to go to the bank, to go retrieve the money, and to go give the same person tzedakah, even though it's going to be a 30-minute detour. When you do it like that, and you finish the action like this, all the the thoughts, all the confusions, everything that you went through in between that, before you finish the act, all get used towards holiness and make an insane, uh, an unbelievable imprint above we're going to see here. Then what happens? When a person merits to finish the act completely, then all the movements, all the thoughts, all the confusions that he had with regard to this, before he broke and he overcame all the obstacles, but at the time when he was in doubt when he was confused he was standing in the balance he was at 50-50 if, whether he should do it or not and the obstacles were preventing him from all sides on all sides he didn't know what to do afterwards when a person merits to overcome everything to break through everything then all these obstacles all these thoughts all these movements these confusions are transformed into very supernal and lofty things in holiness things we cannot even imagine up there the and everything is imprinted up there for good everything is sealed up there for good every single movement that he had initially within that process within the entire journey it's all for good the story of the lost princess is a beautiful explanation for this also happy is he the one who merits to jump over to skip over all the obstacles and he merits to finish and to do any holy act Baruch Hashem, this is something that we have to, to dig in our heads every single day, to instill within our minds every single day. Do not stop when things get tough. Continue fighting for it until you've finished. And the holier the thing is, of course, the more difficult it is. Maybe we can mention something. I, keep a, I hear a lot of people speaking about Uman and Rosh Hashanah, It's tough with the war, this, that. You're right, it's tough with the war. And maybe the war is called an unavoidable circumstance in honest. But a person has to encourage himself to understand that because this act of going to the tzaddik, the entire Judaism depends on this act. A person's Judaism, a person's holiness, a person's spirituality is dependent on this act alone of being with a Rebbe for Rosh Hashanah. Because it's such a holy act, and there's many places where Rabbanu proves this, that a person's Judaism depends upon traveling to the tzaddik, etc. Nonetheless, we see how important it is by how difficult it is to get there and because it's so difficult to get there it teaches us how important it is we should not retreat at the face of the obstacles we must break it and bizgat Hashem may we have the merit to be there for Rosh Hashanah and for all the other things that we want to do in holiness whether it's to go to Eretz Yisrael which is we can't even imagine the holiness that, are, that is Eretz Yisrael or etc. to open up a Sefer whatever it might be maybe we encourage ourselves to break all the obstacles and to actually complete the act Bezrat Hashem, Yom Tov, everyone. Next podcast, we start with Simon Yudbet.